You're listening to the SidePod Podcast. Formula One. The SidePod Podcast. Here's Pat and Ted. We are back, episode two of the Side Pod. Patrick, how you doing today? Patrick's here with us. I'm Dandy. How are you today, Ted? Oh, fantastic, splendid. I think we got to get something down for the record. The yes. Side Pod is is featuring Pat and Ted. Do I call you Pat on the pod? You can call me Pat. Patrick, you can call me whatever you want. Okay. You can call me Pat Daddy. Pat Daddy. Call me, call me whatever you want to call me. That's some lore for the listeners. This is Patty Daddy, not Pat, not Patrick. This is I out- think, I think the most important thing we need to talk about right off the rip. Mm-hmm. The side pod guessed the finishing order for race one. Yes, to we perfection. Did. Yes, we to did. To perfection. I mean, if like, you've heard the clips, literally Thursday before practice one even started. For those it who was didn't, announced. if you didn't hear episode one, Patrick boldly predicted Max 1, Checo 2, Fernando Alonso at number 3. I said Charles at first, too. You knew and better. Then I, and then I corrected myself. Dude, I think I spoke that into existence. Because I said Max, Sergio, Charles. And I went, no, wait, 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 hold on. Fernand- I, and then I said Fernando Alonso. Mm-hmm. I spoke Charles's DNF mm-hmm. into existence. Why I said, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. His engine was like, oh, wait. Patrick changed his mind about this point of the podcast. We have to cut the engine off. (laughs) It was at this point he knew he wasn't going to finish. It was bad. But yeah, I mean, let's pat ourselves on the back for that. I mean, we sit here and act like we know what we're talking about, and we actually do. We're just incredible, what can I say? We know know what we're talking about. I put in the... I put in the, uh, this, the the pod notes between us over 30 years of Formula One fandom. 26 of it is from is from you. <laughs> the I other, got the other two years, two and a half. The other couple of years. It's all on you. That's funny. But yeah, let's, so, um, yeah, so let's, I, say, let's look over. So Bahrain, mm-hmm. first race of 2023. As mentioned, we got Max... Checo and Alonzo at the top. Max, uh, I mean, well, we you, kinda, like, we kind of knew Max and Checo were kind of just going to run away with it based on what the Red Bull was like. And yeah, I mean, I think we could just skip the top two. I want to ask you, like, how, like, you, uh, you called it, but how surprised were you actually that that came through? Like, not honestly, um, what I was shocked by was by how much they won by. I mean, Sergio was 30 seconds almost ahead of Alonzo. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was just like, he and he started out behind Charles. I mean, yeah, Charles DNF'd him. Sergio got past him and everything early on, but like thir- for Max to win, for Red Bull to win, to beat every other team by 30 seconds, race one of the season. I'm disappointed. Is, it's haunting. It's, I'm disappointed. It makes me, yeah, it, it's I really it's hope a that, scary thought. I really was hoping that, um, that it would be closer just because, like, if he runs away with it, and we were talking about this earlier, like, no casual fan is going to be really interested in this season if no. it's just, like, four races in, it's locked up, you know? I think casual fans 
want to see a lot of battling up front. They mm-hmm. don't want to see the battles for 8th, ninth, 10th, like a lot of us F1 fans care about, you mm-hmm. know? No one, no one but a guy, someone who watches F1 regularly is going to be like, oh my god, did you see Pierre Gasly go from 20th to 9th? Like, no one cares. I don't know. I think... I think that's just because they don't know the sport, though. Exactly. Like, I think, that's what I'm saying. So it's I, hard to attract someone. Yeah. When you don't have that. Like, there's no, no, there's not that wow appeal in the very beginning of when you see Red Bull winning by. It's it's like watching. It's as if watch we watch the Chiefs play mm-hmm. the Browns mm-hmm. every single day, game of the year. Yeah. Like you know, like most six, of the time it's 16 games in a season, right? Yeah. Imagine what all 16 games were the Chiefs versus the the you you'd get so bored so quickly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think just... like with more like because I still am like I don't want to see Max win every race, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take a lot for me to understand like oh but Pierre Gasly had a great race. He had the yeah, fastest exactly. lap too, right? Did he finish with the um, fastest lap on that? He had it for a while. I don't think he finished. I think someone else stole. I think Joe Guan Yu stole at the very end. Like the last couple of laps, but still, I mean, you can make the argument he, he, like, he actually had the best race. I but. think. See, people. So Fernando Alonso won Driver of the Day, mm-hmm. which I understand. I mean, I everyone like was so excited. Yeah, that just seems given. more like a PR stunt rather than like the actual Driver of the Day. Like they're like, but oh, when you think, loves Alonso. No, when you think about it, every, everyone loved Alonso. <laughs> when people saw him get on the podium, everyone was online voting. Oh, Fernando, what a drive! Oh, that's blah, a fan blah, vote. Blah. It's a fan vote. Oh. I voted Fernando Alonso even. Yeah, I probably would have done the same. But then when I went back and looked, I was like, Pierre Gasly had a hell of a race. I mean, it literally start from, I don't know if he, I think he invalidated his, he had a bad lap to begin with mm-hmm. in Q1, and then it got invalidated. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get to set a lap even in Q1. So he started dead last. <laughs> and then to come up to, like, to get in the points, and not even like in the points, but to P9, like, yeah. that's like an, an Alpine too, which does not look as fast as last year. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great race for him. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we see somebody who can kind of like shake up this top two. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know if I have faith in Charles or or Signs to really like put the I don't pressure have faith on in him. Ferrari. Yeah, I have faith in Carlos and I have faith in Charles both. Yeah, I don't have faith in. I think that I that guess that's I should correct what I said too. It's the car, yeah. not the drivers. Like I know they're capable. It's, because realistically, like I said, I think Max is a significantly better driver than Sergio. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. I think he is. We saw it on the track. And, and like I said, it's just a fact of if you – the way Max drives, he likes a car that has more front end, has more oversteery, but that's been proven time and time again to be a faster race car. If you can do it, it's just mm-hmm. hard to drive. Yeah. That's how Max drives. And hmm. Sergio will have his races, sure. He might be better at certain tracks. But I just think that, as is, I mean, that that Red Bull alone, like I said, being the entire grid by 30 seconds, even with Sergio, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's Max time we start. 11 seconds. It's, it's just a massive gap. There needs to be something else that happens. Maybe not this season, but if Max continues to have historical seasons where he's breaking wins records and beating everybody by 20, 30 seconds, I think we need to think about having like max gets his own lane and he starts about 10 seconds later than everybody else because that's the only way it's going to be fun so there was an idea proposed um pre in previous years it's never happened but i know 
like some of the racing I do with my friends, we do this where it's reverse grid, mm-hmm. where you take the championship standings and reverse it, and that's the starting grid. So if Max is winning every single race and he's up 70 points by the fourth race, mm-hmm. you have the fifth race could be a reverse grid, and then he starts P20 mm. for the race. You know, Sergio would start P19, and then they'd have to fight through the field. Yeah, they'll probably end up just sweeping the field. Yeah. But, I mean, it it shakes things up. Well, I and just thought I, of, what if, like, so you qualify. I think, like, what you said would be nice, but it would, I don't know how it would affect qualifying. But no, no, So there wouldn't be qualifying. Okay. I would like an idea where, like, we could still have the qualifying to see everybody's, like, lead up yeah, into I, the race, yeah. you know? But what if, like, you could, say you qualify P1, you could choose to drop back in the grid for more points if you win or like like have some sort of formula no, where it's like you start p1 you won p1 but you choose to go p3 and so you Not get good. two extra points for finishing because, first because there's already so many engine penalties and grid penalties that happen and everything it would be too much to like because then you could take it at certain times when people have penalties to get an extra place it would just be a disaster. Yeah, I don't really know how you would like. Could every team choose to start back? Like, if that's what I'm saying. If somebody yeah, qualifies hard. P five, could they just go choose to be P twenty? In, in what order grid, would you pick? I think reverse grid is the best thing. I know the drivers will never do it because mm-hmm. they'll never want to. No, another top drivers will never accept that. No one wants to start from the back. You definitely but need I think like it would, it would create some. Um, I mean, imagine lap one, lap two, when you have the front runners in the back. And then you're the slowest cars up front. That's gonna yeah. be chaos. And it I, would, would, I mean, it would. I, it's not typical, but it'd be so fun to watch. It can't help with driver safety either. Like if you have all of the faster people in the back, like you're just waiting for an accident to happen. Yeah, you're you're driving aggressively. Like maybe, I don't know. I just think it would the sport would benefit from having like maybe one or two extra it formats. Needs to kind of shake up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like golf has like match play every now and then, where instead of just your typical like like you against the field like you got one-on-one matchups and then if you win your matchup you move on to the next day so it's maybe i don't know we'd have to brainstorm some different formulas or or formats i i think a good way of shaking it up is so you know how there's sprint weekends where we have like the mini race Mm -hmm. i think they should do it where you qual so that the feature race itself is reverse grid Mm -hmm. or you can do the opposite the um, sprint is reverse grid. You but said sprint? Qualif- Not to yeah. interrupt, but I had an idea, right? What if you did so, like World Cup where you had like four drivers go out at a time or how you'd have to do five drivers out at a time, okay? The top driver from each group moves on and then you have a race for the Grand Prix, which is the top drivers from each one. So there's no, like- they would want all the cars. They yeah. want all the cards at the same time. But what my yeah. idea is, so you have qualifying. Mm-hmm. And then I guess you would want to do reverse grid for the sprint mm-hmm. because there's less points on offer. Yeah. So it gives the lower teams, since it's a shorter race, it gives the slower teams a chance. Yeah. So what you do is qualifying. Qualifying sets the grid for the feature race, but the sprint race is reverse grid. And because it's reduced points, I think it's only one through eight. You get eight, like it's eight. First through eight, yeah. eighth get points, and it's just eight, seven, six, five, etc. Hmm. So that'd be interesting. They'll do a reverse grid for a sprint. Yeah, they need something. Give the lower something. team the chance at some points, you know. They need something and then, to shake but, it up. And, plus the, and then 
if it's a sprint and they have a feature race the next day, those drivers and the the top teams might not be pushing as hard because they don't want to have an accident where they have to try to repair a car overnight. Yeah. But then those teams in the back have an incentive to drive hard for the sprint race because mm-hmm. there's points on the board. Yeah. You know. It so it gives it, it gives the place. higher te- it makes the higher teams want to just run it run it the car lower mm-hmm. conserve all that. But then the lower teams have a chance at some legitimate points. Yeah. I mean, anything just to keep it from being what Bahrain was last week. Because nobody really... I, I mean, probably both I, the casual... It was, we, it was bad. The casual and the longtime fans are probably just bored of watching somebody run away with it. Yeah. Let's 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 dive into Bahrain. Let's let's, say, let's break that down fully. Like, yeah. What? So, off the rip, Max got away perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, As expected. But, but Charles... We talked about how Charles saved that pair of soft tires for the bar, and it ended up working for him in the beginning because he was on the brand new soft tires compared to Sergio, and he got a way better start mm-hmm. than Sergio did. And ended up taking overtaking him on turn one. And when I saw that, <laughs> oh, sorry, you're good. When I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe Ferrari has a chance. You know, he's on those. He he, he overtook Sergio turn one. You know, and then. Uh, Carlos looks like he was fighting him too. And after the first round of pit stops, that kind of fell apart. Yeah. I feel like Uh, you could tell pretty early that Max was going to run away with it. It was just by like how much and, and then just like what's going to happen in this race to maybe keep it a a close race. Like if had we gotten a safety car would have been kept interesting, but speaking of the start of the race, Lance Stroll hitting Fernando Alonso. Into turn four. Did you see that? No, I don't think I... I didn't see the start of the race, actually. I, I, t- oh, I tuned in about turn, four or five laps in. Turn four, Fernando tries to do, like, a little cutback mm-hmm. on George Russell. I think it was George Russell, or it was either that or Lewis Hamilton, and uh, Stroll is a little lay on the brakes, and when he does the cutback, Stroll ends up hitting his back, re- like, his right rear. And I thought I was, like, I thought that was game over for them both. And they ended yeah. up both being perfectly fine, no damage. It, it set Alonso back a little bit. But uh That's Alonso was but the the radio was great to hear because Alonso's like, Well they can't be doing that, like who was that? Like blah 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 and then you know <laughs> and the, they're like it's your teammate. Buddy. Like, oh, the engineer's like, Oh, we're checking and like doesn't get back to him <laughs> like how they tell him like, Oh yeah, hey. We don't want to tell you, but it's that idiot that's on your team. But the, at the end of the race, he was like, oh, Lance is my hero and everything. I mean, Lance had a good race, too. I he saw some pictures drop. of, like, where he was two weeks ago. In the hospital, with, right? Yeah, with just casts on both crazy. his arms. And, and I and I started to, I, like, I don't know if fan of Lance Stroll. Yeah, but it's just like, he definitely was not 100%. Like, I would even struggle to give him 50% healthy. I don't think that he should have raced. But, I mean, he made it work. Yeah. I mean, you like to see that from your Nepo babies, right? Like, he had everything in his... In his power to just be like, nah, my dad owns the team, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take the miss this one out. Yeah, but he stepped up. I mean, you like to see that earn your spot. You know, there's yeah. somebody behind him. God forbid that who would have filled in for him. Who was? People, uh, it would have probably been. Oh God, what's his name? We were messaging about it yeah, on Twitter the one day. Drogovic, Drogovic, Drogovic. Yeah, yeah, got it. he would have been. He got I would have loved to see Sebastian Vettel super sub, and then if I could see Sebastian Vettel and Fernando Alonso on the same team, celeb shot. My, that's <laughs> the my race. F one. That's my F one wet dream. How how possible <laughs> is that? Like, can if can they just how, like can they just call people off the street like if, like that? I mean, 
you would need a super license mm-hmm. but like once you have it you have it so like yeah like you can call it anyone who's been an f1 driver before like realistically they call they can call back Hulkenberg has been not in f1 as like not having a seat in f1 for years he's been a sub but like he just keeps coming back hmm. yeah let's um let's compare i don't know if you can have the possible the capabilities of pulling up like the um, the final standings in front of you oh yeah 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 pull those we up can, we and we're gonna go compare them to like our our preseason ratings and we're gonna break down maybe some winners and losers here all right based off of what we wrote down what i'll do is i'll, I'll go through the grid starting at you, you you have who we start who what we ranked everyone last I'm, week. I'm getting there yep okay i'm there okay i will go from the bottom of the order to the top and finishers and yeah. you'll let me know what we said about them last week yeah give me like five at a time Okay, no, let's just do one at a time. Okay, I, then we'll right. go over everyone real quick. We'll make, okay. we'll make them all quick. All right, so out first was Oscar Piastri. He had an electrical issue. So Where in we comparison, we had him uh, 14th in our power rankings. Yeah, so he had a miserable start. The McLaren looked like it didn't work. Uh, I wasn't high, really on, Mc- I wasn't high he, on McLaren he, going into it. No, you were not. And like I said, he immediately had issues to the point where he had to pull off from the pits, and he retired very early. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I didn't expect much more, but I mean, that's kind of out of his control. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you make your debut too, it's like it's. I don't, I don't think sucks. you can expect everything to go perfect, and luckily, that's the worst debut to ever have. Though. Yeah, for him, it's like you could say like it wasn't his fault. No. So it's like you got that going for you. Maybe he, maybe he gets up there next next time. And nineteenth, we have Charles Leclerc. That's a heartbreak. Unfortunate. I literally um, like you could hear it in my voice whenever yeah, like w- I I was like no. It was just like Charles too, dude, because he was like the I almost cried. The radio was heartbreaking when you hear him go like no 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 like it's it, yeah it hurts. <laughs> it's like he's in P three. He has no chance to win, but he's like he wants to score points, you know. He had every right to that last podium. I think he was going to keep it. And it just, yeah, it really broke my heart to see him go out like that. That it's just, it brings back echoes of last year and last season. And it's very scary because I don't want to see that happen again. This is something I wanted to mention is like how much, like, uh, what am I trying to say here? How much, like, obviously they're good drivers, right? Mm. Like, it's a new principle. They're going to keep him around probably for another year, but like, where's the, why don't, what's going wrong with this team? I mean, they increase, they definitely increased their straight line speed compared to last year. Mm-hmm. And it shows because they were just as fast as Red Bull in the straights. Um, but I think they're suffering from it aerodynamically because their tire wear was really bad. And I think, they're just having the same problems as last year with their engine reliability. They replaced their uh, the, I'm pretty sure the ERS system too, the energy management, the energy reserve system, and everything. And uh, so they they, re- they just replaced that, and you only get two of those in a year. Hmm. Um, and then they now, had the ICE go. So now they're yeah, so it's like, just I, I don't know what it is. And they ran a, they ran a lot of the Ferrari engine ran a lot of laps in preseason testing yeah. with no issues. So, I mean, it, maybe just they got a lot of new moving parts, and it's just like making them all work together. I said maybe they weren't running it at full 100% until the race, and it just was too much, but I, yeah, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Um, all right, so 18th, 
Well, we had Charles. I'm pretty sure Charles was third, right? Yeah. Pretty sure we had him there. Yep. Esteban Akan. Wow, what a race he had. And he got uh, 18th? Yeah, he, uh, he ended up um, retiring. Uh, he was tied for most. He actually got a record for this race for uh, tied for the most penalties accumulated in one race. <laughs> I kept hearing that. They were just yes. like, he's got another penalty. He got another penalty. So he started in the pit. He started in his grid position wrong. He was too far to the right. Uh, then when he served his penalty in the pit lane, uh, it was done incorrectly. They did it too early. <laughs> so he got a 10 second penalty. And then when he went to serve that penalty, he got caught speeding in the pit lane. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, when you I, when you serve your penalty wrong, does it compound like? You didn't serve the first penalty right, so you got to do it so, again. So the and first penalty, like the first penalty was a five second, and yeah. they did it wrong. So he still served the penalty, but then he got a ten second penalty after that <laughs> for serving it wrong. So yeah, like you get screwed. It's That's, not you can't get away with it. Not good. We had him probably at like we had him at eleven points. We had him at eleven. Yeah. So I'm surprised. I mean, yeah, but. That was a disaster. And I mean, what is important to note about these power rankings is we were thinking about the whole season too. So we weren't just calling it for that race. Like they still have potential to meet those expectations, but. Another big, uh, number 17, another big disappointment was Lando Norris. Mm. Uh, that's dude, that McLaren's horrible. I feel so bad for Lando. Yeah. I'm calling for Zach Brown's job. It's it's insane. I cannot believe that that, they, that that race covers how it is right now. I'm convinced that Danny had one or two more winning seasons left in, under his belt and is just getting boned because the last two years he's raced at McLaren. Right, last two years? So here's what I'm thinking. Danny Rick right now is laughing his way to the bank. Mm-hmm. McLaren paid him I'm gonna 18... Back. You're good. Oh. Can you still hear me? Yeah. So McLaren paid him. Eighteen million dollars to terminate his contract early to get him out of McLaren one year early. Eighteen million dollars they paid him to give Oscar Piastri that seat, and now their race car is absolute garbage. He got paid eighteen million to go be a reserve driver at Red Bull, the best team in the league, and yeah. avoid that dumpster fire of a car. Yeah, and and they're just gonna like. They would have just put that on him. Like, mm-hmm. we need – you need to, like, flush out the bad people, right? And so get out of there before that shit catches on fire. Like, let the shit burn down. So, like, I don't think Lando's a bad driver. He's no, never shown that to be a bad driver. So it's like – it's that team. And I feel like they've yeah. just been on a downward trajectory just looking back at the results from the last couple of seasons. They had one good year, right? We probably had them, yeah. And we had him pretty high up, I think. I'm sure um, I had him in the, in the points. We had Lando at nine. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't. Ex- I know th- I knew the McLaren wasn't good, but that's tough. Yeah, I mean maybe we see some improvement next next race, but I I, I have them. I doubt it. Yeah, the McLaren. I think the McLaren might be. A, I hate to say this, they might be P10 in the constructors this year. That's they might tough. get last. That's tough. Are they? Um, who's sitting? I mean, yeah, neither of them scoring the points, so they're at least in a no. tie for last. Yeah, literally. Well, so 16th was Zhou Guan Yu. Uh, he just didn't. Did I didn't see anything from him. Um, My he bad. was 16th. Yeah. Who? who? Zhou Guan Yu. Oh, yeah. We had him at 13. I, yeah, he, he just didn't do anything. I didn't see him do anything. It was just nothing. So it's, that's just 
Yeah. I feel like there's a handful of drivers where it's just like they're they, they under, do good or it's just like okay. They're underwhelming. Like they're not yeah. like they are just incredibly mid where it's just like you know they're gonna be somewhere between like fifteen and, and ten. And unfortunately that's probably the next three drivers that we can go through pretty quickly. Fifteenth yeah. was Nico Hulkenberg. We had him at seventeen, so he overperformed. Uh he just he had damage and it just kinda destroyed his race and didn't really do much. Uh 14th was Nick DeVries. I was surprised that he was beaten by his teammate. We had him at 15. Yeah, so he... I mean, he really only got that 14th off of the DNFs. Mm-hmm. But, um... Oh, fair. Yeah, he. I didn't really see him do anything. And the same thing with Kevin Magnuson. Kevin Magnuson went with a different strategy. He got 13th. Uh, and the pass just looked very mid in Bahrain for race pace. Yeah, that's a team that I don't really... Like, when I hear the name, it's just uninspiring. Yeah. Um, a winner, I think. I'll say this is our first... I mean, that was mo- everyone in the beginning, we knew were the losers. Our first winner, I think, of Bar- uh, Bahrain, even though he scored 12th, Logan Sargent, who yeah. I think we rated 20th. Yeah. I think we put him in last. He, in that Williams, I mean, that thing... We had no, I had no hope for the Williams, and this is gonna go along with Alabon later on. But P twelve in the Williams in his debut race, it's not bad. That's not bad. That's a, that's a, in my book, that's a win for yeah. him. That's a great result. And like, it kind of just goes to the same that you said about um, who'd you say about? I think it was Hulkenberg. Like he might have finished three places down where he was just because of the DNFs. But we still expect him to be, like, dead last. So the fact yeah. that he's up there, like, I think you could also say something along the lines of, like, he could have been two spots ahead. Like, he, he yeah. could have been pushing the points there. Yeah. And then number 11, uh, Yuki Sonoda was sh- surprised. I did not think, I mean, not in the points, but I did not think that he was going to beat DeVries. Um. Yeah, that might be. That's. Race. I was gonna say that's close to our. No, Sergeant being twentieth to twelve, he's our biggest winner right now. But Sonoda's yeah. there too. We had him at eighteen. The fact that he finished eleven is a pretty. Yeah, he had a he had a decent race. I yeah. mean, he. I mean, just out of the points, he finished a little, little over a second behind our next driver, another winner, I think, Alex Albon, P ten, getting points in the Williams on the debut. On the team that was projected to be last overall. Yeah. I mean, dude, he, he's he got some mega drives. I put he's a star good. next to his name. I'm not sure. I can't remember why. Did we pick him to maybe be like a, a points guy that you wouldn't expect? I, yeah, I think that, I said that I think that he's going to be a regular points contender in that Williams. Not like not high points, but, you know, like I think he's going to be the one that's snatching up points every now and then for Williams. Yeah. It was an awesome drive by him. Mm-hmm. This is next guy, probably the story of the race. Pierre Gasly P9. Arguably. I think that's driver of the day. I think that I think that I think that he had a ten I mean I'll give him like a nine out of ten overall mm-hmm. just because his qualifying for the weekend sucked. Yeah. Oh I mean eleven positions. You like uh, it's exciting, at least like Seeing somebody work their way up the grid, even though it's not he, like a win, I, it, it didn't really show it very much. I feel like I no, they really should have leaned into that a little bit more. 
I mean, that's an impressive drive. Especially because there's nothing to watch up front. Like, let's let's ta- tag in on the guy who's killing it. Cruising. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. He made up 11 positions. Props to you, Pierre Gasly. I think you were driver of the day. I was going to say, is that, our, is that the side pod driver of the day? I think Pierre Gasly is driver of the day. That was an incredible drive. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption. We have a quick ad read from today's sponsor of the side pod, Hovel. Are you too broke to afford a heated driveway or have somebody shovel your snow for you? And are you too lazy and comfortable to go outside and do the hard work yourself? Today's sponsor, Hovel, has the solution for you. Hovel is a heated shovel with heating elements in the spade and the handle portion of the shovel. The heated spade melts snow as you push through it and makes for an easier scooping experience. While the handle keeps your hands nice and cozy on a cold winter's day. Hovel is cheaper than your average snowblower, so this is perfect for anybody who's balling on a budget, like 100% of the Side Pod podcast is right now. Any shelf with shovels will have Hovel. Now, back to the podcast. I think it, I think it's very underrated and like unspoken. Like it, it's not talked about enough. Yeah, you know. Uh, P eight, Valtteri Bottas, Valtteri, I love you. I think that's wow. exactly where I put him. It is exactly where you put him. <laughs> I mean, dude, he just he had a like, he had a race. Like he just did good. Like yeah. I, the people ahead of him are exactly who they expect to be ahead of him. The Mercedes, yeah. the Ferraris, the Astons, and the. He seems like, like a driver who, like, I, I don't know if I would ever call him to get a win, but I could also say that he would score points every single race. He's the most consistent driver on the grid, I think. Yeah. I think he's just, if that, as long as that alpha stays reliable, he's going to be getting regular points. I mean, he just, at one point, I think I was first pit stop, he undercut Hamilton, and he was, like, up ahead of Hamilton and stuff, and about in front of Hamilton and Russell and everything, like... He was just having a drive. And I love it. I love him. I'm so happy that he's I mean, look at he's now in a whole different team and he still finished only a little bit behind Hamilton, like good on him. Yeah. Uh, and like Hamilton's one of those household names. Okay, so P seven was George Russell. Um I think kind of expected we had Russell at seven. This is back to back places that you've called. Yeah, um he had an okay race. He didn't do anything special. I mean, it's a lot of these guys upcoming were kind of exactly where we expected it. Like yeah. George Russell there. Number six, Lance Stroll. Where did I put him? Um, he was at 10, so you had him in the points, but that's that's impressive. He, even with his hand, he had an incredible race. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about um, that. He's, yeah, he's 80%, race, like, 80% like optimistically, probably more like 50% healthy. That Aston Martin was quick. Uh, he had a little bit of an issue with Fernando in the beginning, and I think if uh, I think if he didn't have that injury, I think he actually would have probably passed Hamilton in P five, which Hamilton might have been P5. looking at a back to back Aston Martin finish. He might have had like yeah. a two three or three. The four. Aston Martin in P or the and Hamilton in P five was again. I think that's I think that's again where I put him. No, I probably yeah I probably had him P five. Yeah, I think I got the rest of these correct except for 
Well, and you you put Alonzo in our season power rankings at six, but you called him to, to yeah. take that podium. So then, yeah, that was kind of expected. Lewis had a good drive, just the car is not there. Carlos, honestly, Carlos was so off the pace compared to Charles. I'm disappointed. I know I put him in fourth and he got fourth, but he got fourth and he got beat by Fernando, who started behind him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's they were P7 paying the constructors last year. Like, I feel like if they, we're... Sh- they should the, the progress Aston Martin has made in comparison to how little progress Mercedes and Ferrari have made from being at the position they're in. Mm-hmm. It's a disappointment for Ferrari and Mercedes. Yeah. I think it's I think it's an embarrassment to them a little bit. You, you ask yourself, why can't you guys do what they're doing? Because yeah. they're a lower tier team, and you've got all the access to part like, of, everything. Part you of need. Aston Martin's team is a Mercedes. They run the Mercedes engine. Yeah. Part of the car is Mercedes. <sighs> like you would just yeah. I mean, it's good to see them succeed, but then for the fans of these other teams, it's like, why can't we do what what they're doing? And then like even what you mentioned for Carlos. Like, I feel like a real, like, stat to look at your drivers and kind of, like, I don't know, like, judge them. It's like, how many spots are you giving up? Like, if you start P2 and finish P5, like, why'd you let those people pass you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then P3, Fernando Alonso. The surprise of the weekend. Dog. Got, that, got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. We should, ooh. Do that. Dude, meme. There's a, it's, it's, just, it's an F1 car, but it's a dog driving it. Like we could, and he kind of scruffy too. Like we could probably find a like a, a face match. And then a, and a Red Bull next to him, we can put a goat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, and then P two Sergio, as expected. P one as expected. Max. Max though, I mean, you can't fault him, dude. I can't you, stand you, him. Perfect, he's, perfect drive. He's ruining the sport. Perfect drive. That's how a lot of people felt about Lewis Hamilton for a long time. <laughs> I feel like that's just something you get used to in Formula One. You just like somebody has their run and they go off, and then yeah, I don't think that we'll have a season like twenty twenty one that went down to the wire like that. For oh. I don't, that was that was like the super. That's when super I got season. in. That's when I got that into the just, Formula everyone, One. Everyone, yeah, it was just such an exciting season. I mean, I've, that, I've been what are the odds of going down to the last race on tied on points? Like people expect that now, and it's just we'll never have that again. Yeah. So I mean, like, what would be? I mean, at the top, it's mostly chalk. What are like your biggest takeaways from from last weekend that are maybe storylines um, going forward or, or things to look at? Basically, looking back, the big ones are that Aston Martin looked incredible, mm-hmm. confirmed. Yeah. Mercedes are down. Ferrari are down. I got a bold prediction about Mercedes. I'm picking one of the two drivers is not going to finish in the points next week. And it's not going to be a, a DNF. They're just going to finish 11th or worse. It's a bold, it's a bold take. I'm, I mean, I, I put them at fourth in the constructors for the season, and I'm sticking mm-hmm. to that. So, um, Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of it was what, exactly what I expected, but the big one was Aston Martin. I feel like there and, was some hype coming uh, into the weekend about, like, this team could be good. And so then seeing it, the podium. Yeah, so, like, it, it, it really solidified. Yeah. That was a good but one. I think that was so, I think that's what was so hype about it is that everyone's like, okay, like they have a race car, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And like people were defeated to see Charles DNF, but when at the same time when Charles DNF'd, there was also another. Every single fan also thought in the back of their head, 
oh my god, Fernando could get a podium. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that everyone was disappointed, but at the same time, like, that went through everyone's head as, oh my god. And he wasn't in podium position at that point either, right? Like, he still had to fight Lewis, I think, to get the You had to fight Lewis and Signs. Yeah. So it wasn't like so, it was gifted to him or anything like that. No, he earned it, and that was definitely the highlight of the race, I think. The P3. I, although, I like I said, I think Pierre got driver of the day. Mm-hmm. I think the highlight of the day was that just that whole story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think my biggest takeaway is just I, I'm ready. I just want to see Zach Brown fired at this point. <laughs> I and, love I, and, that. and I think I think they're going to be bad. And I, this race kind of solidified it. So I just am – the storyline for me is going to be how bad can McLaren be all year. McLaren P10 constructors? Mm-hmm. Calling it. I'm down to agree with that. <laughs> Hot take. But yeah, I think, let me check the notes, but I think we kind of hit on everything we were talking about. Winners and losers. We made out pretty good. I mean, we had some good calls. We picked out the winners. I'm proud of us we as a podcast. Yeah, I'm, we, I'm so proud about we that. We know what we're talking about. Don't ever tell us we don't know ball. We know ball. We know ball. We know side pods. But yeah, so that, I mean, because we don't have a race next week, a little bit shorter of a pod today. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be that'll be all for us here at the side pod. And we'll see you next Thursday. We'll have to brainstorm something a little bit maybe a little more fun. Yeah. Maybe we dive into some fantasy driving. Tune in to Pad Dog's live streams. What days do you do the live streams, Pad Dog? Um it is every Monday, Wednesday and Sunday. What time? Um between six and eight just depends on the day six and eight how how can somebody make sure they see your race if the times vary oh oddly enough every race is posted on my twitter if you follow my twitter Mm -hmm. at um at hey i'm hey it's p dog i believe it's hey hey i'm p dog oh god i don't even know i believe it's hey i'm p dog what's the twitch where are you streaming it at oh so you can get me at twitch.tv slash pet 34 uh you can also enable notifications there and you won't miss a single race there either, the so. easiest way would be to subscribe follow pad dog on twitch with the notifications on so as soon as he goes live you know and you don't miss it it's some high quality racing it's honestly more entertaining than watching max lead for 32 laps for sure in my opinion. But yeah, that'll do it for here at the side pod. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. So for next,